0: You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. I am here with my other regular host, Derek.
0: Hello.
1: And
2: of course, Ryan. Hello. How you doing, boys? Doing
1: okay. Doing good. Not too bad. Yeah. You look yeah.
2: super fancy. Do like, I? Well, I like your jacket. Like, think, thank you. Know. It is very nice. I didn't even want to take it off. I don't want you to the either. It's Halloween. Is it really? Yeah. That's really? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Get a
0: size smaller than what you think you need because they tend to run large.
2: Oh, well, that's nice. Luckily, that's... they had
0: all the sizes in stock, so I made sure to try every single one on. Nice. Spread my Ghostbuster love all over it.
2: I want one. Can I go <laughs> get
0: one? I'm... I actually haven't seen any women wearing it, but it would probably be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, like yeah. I'll do it. I'll be the one woman in yeah.
0: spirit halloween <laughs> just be careful because the ghostbusters groups have been very aggressive towards spirit halloween people lately so oh
2: my god well i could just do an entire like photo shoot with me just wearing the jacket and get them from both sides like spirit halloween and the fact that i'm like they would probably a have woman. very mixed feelings about exactly that. like yeah.
0: I... they wouldn't know what to be mad at you about <laughs>
2: I love when the internet is mad at me for multiple reasons. It's so great. Right? All right. uh, Do you guys want to talk news or something? Or do you just want to sit here and talk about Ghostbusters? I mean, I'm really good with either one, to be
0: honest. The
1: diversity
2: of the fandom.
1: (laughs) Derek, any input? I think we should probably cover news. Okay. Alright, okay, so I guess we can do that.
2: this week's box office, uh Venom was number one again, Stars Born was number two, and First Man, which came out this week, took number three.
0: To a lot of controversy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bad times at the El Royale was number five and I think Smallfoot was number four. So like the, the two films that debuted this weekend. Did not do as well as the you know three films that debuted a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, not a strong box office at all across the board this time. But uh, the the uh, Bat Night at the El Royale made next to nothing, which is really kind of sad.
2: But it's getting really great reviews though. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you want to talk about the first man controversy? Well, I mean, then it,
0: it, it, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it, I think it should be mentioned that apparently, because they didn't show the planting of the American flag in the movie, I th- this is how oh, I understand it anyway. Yeah. That there's a lot of people upset that they decided to not show that or have that in the movie, even though there's American flag patches on all the all the you know spacesuits and everything
1: else. Well, I think there's a particular group of people right now that are just looking for things to. What, what group you think? you know, a particular group. Right, but I mean, I feel like you could be more specific. I feel like if you're out there listening and this didn't make you mad, you know who I'm talking about. And if it did make you mad, you know who I'm talking about. So,
0: <laughs>
1: um, and if you're in a third group somehow, I'm very sorry, and we can talk privately sometime, and I can tell DM's you what's going it. on. Send us all kinds of messages on at Earth Podcast, First three here. That way all three <laughs> of us can see it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's the big controversy with that, yeah. and, and I have seen some pretty aggressive Facebook posting about it. So not from my friends specifically,
1: <laughs> right, but right. Just on uh... the
2: friends of the friends of yeah, the exactly. Gentles, yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. It's good stuff. All right, so I
1: think it probably didn't do that well, mainly because a lot of people didn't know about it. The marketing, no, 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 it's
0: because they didn't show an American flag. The marketing campaign was
1: pretty low for this one. It's more of an Oscar Beatty type of film. It came right after a pretty big weekend with Venom and A Star Is Born, so
2: Gosling's hitting the Oscar track hard. Like he is not doing any fluff pieces, and it's because he wants that Oscar. Like. And I feel bad because his co-stars keep getting nominated, but not him. Well, yeah. So. While
0: well, we're talking about the Oscars, yeah. which is in our news list, but I don't I'm know if you guys saw the graphic that was released for how Marvel is pushing their movies at the Oscars. They're have only they only pushing for one category for Infinity War, but they're posting, are pushing for like 13 categories for Black Panther. So that's interesting.
2: That's hugely interesting. I think
0: something about special effects for Infinity War and basically everything else for Black Panther. Right.
2: Yeah. That's incredible. It was actually
0: a graphic. I meant to share it with you guys, but um, it was definitely, it was like for, for your
1: consideration thing that Marvel was sending out to the uh, Academy. And Well, I, I mean, I can appreciate them wanting to focus more on one film rather than just try and hit everybody with everything, right? Because then you're competing with yourself a little bit and... People are not going to take you as seriously if you're just like,
0: all our movies are amazing, right? I think they're just trying to tug the heartstrings a little bit with Black Panther because, I mean, I feel like Infinity War was more of a technical achievement, personally, and that there was a lot of, uh, you know, there was probably more than one category they could have gone for with that. Whereas Black Panther, I feel like, had some cultural significance for sure, but I don't know that it necessarily deserves...
2: Well, it shouldn't win for special effects because we—that was like the oh, yeah. one thing that we talked about being just completely unforgivable. I don't
0: think it would they they pushed for any special effects categories for Black Panther.
1: No, I'm not even sure, honestly, that Infinity War deserves it either. I'm off the top of my head, I don't know which movie I would want to win that award at this point because I haven't been overly impressed with special effects in 2018. Um, but sound editing is a big one for. For that type of flick, that I, I think Infinity War probably could could do really well. I mean, at, having to mix all the different uh, characters, themes, and all that stuff—that's no small feat. Especially without there being a Star Wars movie. Yeah, you know, which also tends to be very heavy in the sound editing category.
2: Solo came out this year. Oh right, yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's barely a Star Wars movie. <laughs> sorry, I liked Solo too. Yeah, so. we
2: all really liked it.
1: Sorry, sorry. <laughs>
2: That was hilarious.
0: But, I mean, that one wasn't, like, it's not (laughs) a typical
1: Star Wars movie. It's one of their offshoots, like Rogue One, so, you know. But I think even Rogue One was nominated for Saturday, now that I think about it, you know. Uh, But anyway. anyway. I thought that was interesting. It is. Yeah, it is. I'll be very curious to see how that stuff shakes out. I know Marvel is not a fan of the popular movie category that the Academy pushed off till next year, because it wouldn't be fair to introduce it mid-year. Right. So... Yeah, that's the reason. It's oh, not because everyone thought it was freaking stupid. No, everybody hates it. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway. It, it's just what other boring. news do we got? Cancellation
2: of Iron Fist!
1: Ish.
0: I'll throw a. How, how dare you. I'll throw
1: in a giant asterisk on that.
0: It's and there's semantics. a lot of other people doing that, too. Yeah. Uh, on Reddit, there's big threads about what is really happening and all this other stuff. Theories.
1: They've already confirmed that the Iron, F- the Danny Rand character, will show up again. They
2: let Finn Jones confirm that first, and I felt really happy for him here, that he got. Here's to what makes that. me
0: angry about that, though. Finn Jones was nowhere near the best part of season two.
2: <laughs> or I want one. Ward comes
0: back. I want what? Ward will be back in the MCU because he was by far the he most so interesting good. character in season. two.
1: He was so good. I think we're gonna see a lot of follow-ups to where that season left us okay i think they're gonna follow where ward and danny went they're gonna follow what's going on with colleen it just won't be called iron fist okay these characters will return in some other form maybe they'll call it daughters of the dragon or maybe we'll get heroes for hire but there will be some incarnation where these characters show up and get stories you know the the set the, the like a cinematic universe is wrong for a TV, TV, but it's part of, of you, the cinematic universe. Yeah, technically. Yeah, I mean you're right, right. So that that those connected universes, when you're as connected as the Netflix Marvel shows are, which is more so than anything else on TV right now, um, the individual series become less important. Yeah, you know, I mean Misty Nights in most of Iron Fist season two. Right, well, is she an Iron Fist character? No, she's a Luke Cage character. I mean, is she? She spent most, she spent about as much time on screen.
2: Most of her (laughs) comics have been spent making out with Iron Fist, so. There is that. There is that.
1: There is that. Um, so, I mean, I just think at this point they...
2: It's a wait-and-see game.
1: Yeah, cause... somebody on Reddit said they think that the Luke Cage is going to get canceled,
0: too, because they haven't confirmed Luke Cage Season 3 yet, right? and that they're both going to move as Heroes for Hire over to the Disney streaming platform, which I don't think they can, because I I imagine Netflix, ha- Netflix has the contract for Netflix X number of years. Netflix owns part of
2: the creative license to
0: it. They probably own the entire license to it for a certain amount of time, and even even then like using finn jones and mike coulter would probably violate something in,
1: yeah. in all that so i don't see that happening there's It'll another stay on netflix there's another factor here and it's the fact that disney has already said and made it clear that adult content will not be on their but iron settings.
0: fist would be the easiest one to make not adult content but luke cage isn't luke
1: cage
2: that's a lot of guns
1: yeah. i mean he's the bulletproof man that's the whole point you right. know, and um I just I don't think that that's going to be very successful. Iron fist is yes, I think you're right, it's the easiest to do that with. But Luke Cage certainly isn't easy. And, and they couldn't
0: move Daredevil over there. There's no way. Not. And what or everybody Punisher. loves about Daredevil would get removed. Same or with even Punisher. Jessica Jones. And like, Jessica Jones. Yeah, I mean, all those characters, yeah. there's no way. Like,
2: they're all five hyper-violent characters, and they have to be because they don't really have superpowers. So that is the audience they've created. This is the bed they've made. Now they have to figure out the best way to go about it because we said from the beginning we don't think that this should have been done in seasons where everybody just gets a ton of seasons until we're all done with the show, that it should have all been like a cohesive storyline and, you know, you just create what you need to create to tell the good story, so...
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I just... I know people just want to see everything under the Disney umbrella now. That's the that's the cool thing to say, but they've made it pretty clear that their service is still going to be Disney, and there's nothing Disney about Daredevil. Well, and Charlie Cox is now pushing for uh, Defender season two. I don't know
0: if you guys saw those articles. I did not. He said uh, that he agrees with the criticisms of season one and that he thinks they could do better in a season two now that a team
1: has been established. I
2: think That's they fair. could, too.
1: Yeah. That's fair. I mean, look... I'd watch it. We all thought Defenders was kind of lackluster, but was it the worst first season of a show I've ever seen? No. No, no. and also, once they got together was the best part. Yeah. I yeah. mean, seeing them all interact
0: was the best parts. and I think if they just did the whole show that way, we didn't have to wait four episodes for them to start teaming up, you know, then I think they'd have a pretty good hit I mean, on their hand.
2: The, some characters were incredibly improved. I... Danny Rand was incredibly improved, and so was Elektra. The two of them were starkly different from their previous iterations and much, much better. They figured out how to write for them because they weren't writing an origin and they were writing the character at that point. Right. So it was more interesting. But moving on, um, we can still keep with Disney. So the Aladdin teaser dropped since our last episode, and um, decent teaser. You know, it. That's all it was. It was a minute, maybe a minute and a half.
0: We know that there's going to be a lot of sand. That's one thing we learned <laughs> yeah. in the teaser. Yeah.
1: yeah, which really, I mean, that was kind of shocking. Yeah, it was shocking that for that me. That was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually like the poster too. They released released a teaser poster, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really nice. It's just the it's just the lamp.
0: Could they have know, released a
1: poster you wouldn't have liked? I mean, sure. There's bad posters. I feel like you probably would have liked nearly any poster. I think for if this they movie. had done a floating head type, po- I never liked the floating head posters. You know, I, I don't. I think they're lazy. And so at least this one was simple. All oh,
2: Marvel does.
1: Not always. There's been some cool Marvel. But like the Ant-Man and the Wasp poster was really cool.
0: Um,
1: um, I
2: liked the Homecoming one where he's just laying on the bench. Homecoming
1: was good. Yeah. Which there, was an
0: accidental one.
1: They, he was just relaxing and they yeah. took a picture of it. it's him. brilliant. Yeah. Right? It turns out to be, like, that's the thing. Like, sometimes, you know, simple works, and that's what the Aladdin one is. It's the lamp, right? Yeah. But, I mean, everybody wants to see what the lamp's going to look like if you're into Aladdin. I, that's my favorite animated Disney film. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what this ends up being.
2: So you, in particular, right after, said that uh, you're happy that they showed the character, not just a bunch of CGI mm-hmm. rendered stuff.
1: And you mean
0: the character of Aladdin? A, any character. Oh, any would character. would have been okay. Like I, I, The whole teaser is, what, a minute long? Yeah. And 49 and a half seconds or more, maybe like up to like 55 seconds, is literally nothing other than scenery. Um, and, you know, in the last five seconds or whatever, you get to see Aladdin. And so the, I, that made me happy. I would have probably liked to see more character design, personally, because, I mean, landscape is great and all, but I'm more of a character kind of guy, and, you know, I would like to see Jasmine or... You know, more Viago, or um, you know, any any other character really. A Jafar
1: reveal would have been kind of cool. A yeah. Jafar
0: would have been great, but, yeah, but... I I don't know if I lead off with that.
1: I but... mean,
2: I... I'm looking forward to the character posters. Beauty yes. and the Beast had very beautiful character posters when it came out, and I'm looking forward to those.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely am. I just I think Jafar would have been cool simply because he has the opportunity to look the most interesting without the need for CGI, like the genie. Right, because I mean, Aladdin is a and, and Jasmine have fairly basic outfits in most of the film. Yes. Right, unless you want to show the Prince Ali look, if they're even going to do that. Um, I don't know. You know.
2: So there is some controversy.
1: Why is it because Aladdin's wearing a shirt? <laughs>
2: I'm actually okay with not seeing his nipples. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm good he doesn't
1: have nipples in the cartoon, it's if true. I remember right. None of the,
2: well, they did nipples on Triton, and so uh, they decided to pass on that went over so well. Right. But, uh... Can you milk me, Craig? Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I guess one of the original writers came out on Twitter and said that he is not being paid for them completely lifting the stuff that he wrote. So... It, it is plagiarism. New screenwriters have adapted this, completely stole other people's work, and because Disney owns both, you don't have to pay the old guy, I guess, or the previous writer. Not old guy, I apologize. <laughs> I mean,
1: from a straight, like, off-the-cuff moral standpoint, it sounds really shitty. It does. Right?
0: However... <laughs> from a business standpoint, they're not obligated to pay them at all. But I don't
1: know if they are or not. I don't yeah. know what the contracts were. When you write... When you wrote the screenplay for the original Aladdin animated feature, what were you signing your rights away to? Right, you got paid for that movie, but what did that mean for future? Yeah. did you get
2: royalties every time that those lines were said?
1: I mean, I every time. The, I mean, I'm sure the, you know writers don't always get a back end deal, right? So no. when you know it went to, to VHS and later DVD and Blu-ray, I don't I don't know if they got a cut of that or not. This is a different film, so I guess the question would be: how, how how do they handle Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella? I would imagine those have to be some similar situations. Those Original writers don't have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> don't That's the key. Yep. Hire writers who are not on social media. No, I, the point here is like I totally get why a person would be upset about that but i yeah. don't know the contracts and disney may be within its rights or they may be totally trying to screw somebody i'm over. pretty sure
0: disney is within its rights because they're a huge company that wouldn't risk bad exposure for Not something that can legally you think that they don't have a million lawyers overlooking every single I thing i feel like does? this
2: controversy has probably already been handled i'm sure yeah. they threw like 10 grand at him <laughs> And just said, "Suck it up, buttercup," yeah. and They're that like, was it. Look here,
1: take my scraps. Yeah, D- Disney, you know, is not a perfect corporation. They've made mistakes because it's ran. Well, by no, humans. I mean, Aladdin's so. already
2: had some issues with hiring white extras and putting them in brownface. Like
1: I and somehow that got out of the out of the radar of the legal team. You know, I'm,
2: you know, like I don't know. Wait, what's why because i hear there's an entire country filled with a billion people and they make movies on par with ours so like you couldn't just hire some of the bollywood actors like not even a little like
0: i mean yeah.
1: parts are pretty important one, one could argue that they're they're indian though they wouldn't be arabian oh agrabah is a
2: fictional country for a reason so you know right but
1: the the song is arabian nights so saudi arabia would would be where i would assume that place is supposed to exist all right well (laughs) here's what i'm gonna do Uh i'm gonna Uh look
2: up the ethnicity Of Aladdin, Jasmine, and Jafar, and I bet you they aren't either. Report, <laughs> report back next week. Right. I was supposed to make myself, like, baked goods, and I didn't oh, get to. I'm God. very upset. I'm going to do it next, next week. week. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, what else we got? Um, The crew member died on the set of Tom Hanks' Mr. Rogers biopic.
0: He was doing a stunt, you know, jumping out of a window to another building, which is part of Tom Hanks, uh, or uh, Mr. Rogers' life. Apparently, and, Yeah. yeah. No, it was he like it was fell an accident. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it no. was not
0: not a not a great thing. You know, nobody wants to hear about people passing away on the sets of movies, especially on a Mister Rogers movie. It's, you know, you'd expect it on like the next Fast and the Furious movie,
1: but no, nope. <sighs> Mister Rogers. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's kind of an unexpected, sudden thing. There's, you know, it was if I remember right, it was some type of lighting accident. Right, or well, I can like imagine that.
2: that on the Fast and Furious movies, they have a ton of people just standing by waiting for something to go wrong, and here they didn't, you know?
1: I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm sure that there's certain safety regulations for the, the lighting crews and things like that well, sure. and, and stuff, but it's sad. It's, it sucks, you know? Certainly, you never really want that to happen, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's yeah. very unfortunate.
2: Uh, so, the Titans debuted... This weekend.
1: You guys did or did not watch it.
0: We
2: haven't watched it yet.
0: because Derek they're is ma- refusing. He's, Derek, no, you no, need to get into we're
1: this. We're not off?
2: refusing. I'm it's kind of bullshit.
1: Look, I have an Xbox One, PlayStation 4, an Amazon Fire TV, and I can't use any of those devices to watch DC Universe. And I think that that's really silly for a premium service that they want me to spend 75 bucks a year on to watch these shows, and I can't watch it on the... Two consoles. That I mean, you let's put Nintendo aside for a minute. There's two consoles, and you couldn't have an app for either one of them. Seems like a pretty How was big the opportunity. the show? Did you, you like it? You know what it? I had to watch it on a Chromecast. I don't, I don't have it's a Chromecast, amazing. man. Well, it, well,
0: I paid thirty dollars for it. How much were your consoles? Anyway, You mean, the console you own one of these consoles. Yeah, but I don't need to use it to watch TV. I enjoyed the show.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I thought it was cheesy. Yeah. Like. Certain parts of it were very cheesy. Good cheesy cheesy.
2: or bad cheesy? I think
0: I'm still... The jury's still out. Okay. But I think that the stuff I saw, I was good with, I liked. I think the acting is... You know when you watch the first season of a show with actors that haven't done a lot and you feel like, man, this acting's rough but I really like the concept? It's basically that. Oh, okay. There's a a couple of actors on there that you can tell have done stuff before and they're pretty good. But then like Raven, for example, is in real life a 14-year-old girl and just not very experienced with acting and it definitely shows and they're giving a really cheesy writing. Mm. Okay. My mommy said, there's no such thing as monsters. I'm beginning to think that's a lie or something like that was a real line in the show. And I mean, it was bad, sounds like a comic book line to me. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A comic book line. I'm trying to figure out if they're going for, it needs to feel like a comic book or if they're going for, it's like daredevil. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Daredevil doesn't really feel comic book-y. So, they're me, not, anyway. so
1: after the first episode, it's not really sure what it is yet.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, or I'm or i not sure what it is. Maybe they are, but I didn't get it. And the controversy over Starfire, there's still some people out there about it, but I was fine. Like, two seconds in, I was like, all right, she's the best actress on the show. I'm fine with this. <laughs> and you get to see her, you know, with the green eyes and kind of get some orange-looking stuff when she activates her fire for the first time. That's and, cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of implied that maybe she... I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it that she's a shapeshifter or takes on the form of whatever planet she's on or something. So maybe that's how they're justifying it or if, if they feel a need to justify it at all. I don't know. I have, It's very confusing. You don't really get. Okay. She, she When you see her, she's confused about who she is. Okay.
2: Interesting. So
0: okay. Um, I'm not really sure where they're going with that, but it's definitely the most
1: intriguing storyline so far. But yeah, one yeah, episode in. It's exciting. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying it. We, we will watch it, so uh, when we do this podcast, we sh- we stream on Twitch and everything, so we have a TV so we can watch chat. It's a Roku TV, so I'm going to move it to another part of the house, so that way we can watch the show, because it is on Roku, so that's, okay. that's what we'll do.
2: Okay, sounds good. So, Elseworlds, this year's uh, CW crossover is looking really good, guys.
1: I'm very curious about it. So they, they released... Uh, Stephen Amell posted a... He's been posting everything, basically. Oh well, yeah. yeah. He posted a, a poster today of Flash and Arrow, but swapped. So, and this is an official poster. Yeah, an official poster. So Ollie is the Flash. and Or ba- is he Barry Allen? Or is he Barry Allen, right? Stephen Amell is in the Flash costume, and Grant Gustin is in the Arrow costume. And they it actually look good. really good.
2: <laughs> it looks so good. Although I don't
1: think this stubble works for me for the Flash. For some reason, I thought they actually, they both might have looked better than... When they well, it's because the cowl
0: fits Stephen Amell better because <laughs> he has a chin.
2: I was just joking, but I think since both shows have kind of like become very lackluster, maybe we should just do this for the rest of the... The
0: first uh, Arrow <laughs> episode of this season has a 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb right that now. I haven't impressive. watched it. It was just last night, I think, but yeah, it is is very highly A lot of people tuned
1: in to watch it, too. It got a big bump.
0: And the first two episodes of Flash were actually... Pretty solid so far so i All mean right. it, maybe it'll be better this season i'm hoping so that i know arrow got a new showrunner mm-hmm. and so that will probably help yeah. fresh
2: blood always helps i'm not saying that people have done poorly in the past but bringing on new people to have new ideas is a great thing oh, it yeah. really is
0: they also showed or Stephen mill also shared a picture of um him and and grant with the uh tyler holt Hosh or however you say his name that's playing superman in a black superman suit yeah which is probably not a rebirth suit but it's probably just an elseworld super Man suit, right? It looks um, cool. It looks cool, yeah. And then kind of uh,
2: has like weird clasps. I saw like it, it's yeah. got the
0: he has those same clasps, the clasps on the Superman suit. No that, way on a regular okay. suit. I don't think they I've just stand out either. a lot more because they're bright silver on something that's incredibly
1: black. That's and has almost no definition. Yeah, it's um, it's like super black. Right, yeah. like There's like there, there is some texture on the suit, but you have to look for it.
0: Right, um, which I don't really love. like. The cape actually makes the whole thing look like that. You can't barely even see the suit because the cape is so is the. I actually a thought that he black. was
2: just wearing a hoodie at first. I had to zoom in on the picture. Yeah
0: it's Fine. definitely i'm it's not my favorite rendition of the black superman suit but maybe it'll work better on film that was just a random picture right yeah. so who knows yeah can't touch that yeah. um,
1: but there's a lot of fun stuff but, i mean superman there. is going to be in the crossover
0: right which, which means cool. he'll get
1: kidnapped in the first five minutes fingers and fingers crossed have to save him well i don't know about that necessarily seems but, likely um I, i'm still bummed that Jean jones is not in these crossovers um He's one of my favorite DC characters ever, so having him on a TV show is huge. And having him on the first big crossover events posters, and then not show up in the, at all was really frustrating. Yeah, um, I don't think he was in the last year's Nazi crossover His either. CGI
2: is just so expensive; it's hard for them to justify it.
1: Do you, maybe you don't need the CGI. You already have him changed, and you just use the prosthetics and don't have him shapeshift. I mean, you know, um, I like, feel like I, there's ways to do it. That's I'm just all.
2: explaining. It. I, I don't think it's a good thing he's either. also very powerful
0: him. compared to almost every other hero on there so i feel like that makes it tough also just the same reason that superman's not going to be doing anything in the crossover i can almost guarantee you supergirl alone is powerful i mean she's way more powerful than anybody else on the, the Arrowverse. i mean, flash is debatable but oh for God. sure uh you know arrow and anybody in arrow's crew you know, unless Felicity's going to hack her or something, which, <laughs> knowing the CW, you know, she'll that's entirely possible. Yeah, she did, uh, she'll do a whole
1: town, so why not? God. um, Yeah, anyway. It, it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Batwoman looks awesome. Yeah. She does. Yeah, they did reveal a new picture of her, the first picture of her, which I don't think we talked about. But we, I don't
2: know if we did. Yeah, we talked about, about it last week? week. Yeah. Yeah, looks pretty cool. She looks great.
1: Looks great. Um, someone in chat says that... Um, it's dope what the CW's delivering right I'm now. I'm assuming he's talking about the Arrow episode. because I I'm think so. There's it. a bit of a delay. But yeah. either way, I, I, I'm hearing a lot of positivity about the CW's Arrowverse this season. And um, Legends of Tomorrow was really
0: great last season. It's, it was by far the best of all the shows. So I'm hoping that they continue in that direction.
1: This yeah, season. they're being left out of the crossover, which is interesting. They said
0: they're doing their own crossover, though. One what of the actors. I think Katie Lott, <laughs> said they're doing their own version of the crossover.
1: Can you crossover with, if they're going to cross over with themselves. Who knows. That'd be fun. I mean, they're time travelers. They so. are. I'm good with it. Hey, I love the cast on Legends of Tomorrow. I do. I, for me, that's the show I'm most enjoying right now anyway. Me too. So I'm fine with that if they want to screw... Like, they can. They, they don't have rules on that show. They can do whatever the hell they want. Did you guys so. watch all of last season? No, we're not. Okay. We're, 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 so basically... We
2: stopped at the crossover. We're catching up on the last
1: rest. season. got ridiculously
0: <laughs> awesome towards the end. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I really am. I, I can't say that enough.
2: All right. Anything else that yes, you want to talk...
0: How dare you try and skip that, Rachel. I'm so sorry. It wasn't written down on your list. It's a 2018 tradition. Yeah, that's right. And it will continue (laughs) into 2019. Guaranteed. (laughs)
2: I guarantee this
1: will continue after the movie comes yep, out. We're right? still gonna have it. Well, I, okay, go ahead. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't steal my thunder here, Derek. This is the one thing I take responsibility for on this podcast. <laughs> That's not <laughs> true. This is the no. only thing I do on the ship. You, it's my only
1: job. You show up. <laughs> That's true. Uh,
0: okay, so starting big, Zachary Levi I said it was ready to join the Justice League basically as soon as he saw the the poster when he was walking in for his audition. He he made he said in an interview that he saw the poster when he was walking in to audition for it. He could picture himself being up on that poster and was very excited about that prospect. Um I'm bet he's glad he wasn't in it now. Uh but you know I don't here, know,
1: maybe the movie might have been better if he was. I don't know if it, that could have saved it. It but wouldn't have been worse.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Uh that was the big news story this week, but he also uh, shared a story about how he got thirteen stitches playing Wii tennis once from hitting a ceiling fan while he was oh, playing huge man. So man. that's a thing. Um <laughs> He compared the Shazam movie to the Goonies. He said he didn't compare it to Big. He compared it to the Goonies. He said it has a very adventure type feel, and, and it made him feel like he was watching the Goonies when he was a kid.
2: So Derek's never seen the Goonies. That's okay,
0: true. so you don't. Really I've get seen it. bits and it. pieces. Trying to be piece. interesting. How dare
2: you lie?
1: It is about interesting. This. Wait a minute. I have seen bits and pieces, and I'm aware of what the Goonies is, and so I understand the basic context of what you're saying.
0: Okay. He also said that he can't wait for all the little Shazams and Halloween costumes next oh, year. Me either. Yeah. So that I can't wait be. for that either. That's I can't wait to see the costumes. They're gonna be so great. The super cheap, like, Target costumes. It's gonna be I can't awesome. wait for that.
1: I hope they all have big fig muscles. <laughs> so so kind of tangential to Shazam Gate, he might get his chance to be a member of the Justice League sooner than we thought. Oh,
2: right, right. WB, it's reportedly dying with uh, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill.
1: Yeah, Variety is reporting this, so a pretty strong source.
2: Yeah, um, Variety is pretty intense.
1: Basically saying that Warner Brothers has decided to not make any more movies with Henry Cavill's Superman or Ben Affleck's Batman, um, which, I mean, basically means... That
2: disappoints that... me greatly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's... it was how I fell in love with Henry Cavill was uh, Man of Steel, and he's, you know, people can get mad at me and hate on him all they want, but... He is um, my Superman. You know, I I didn't get into the Christopher Reeve ones as much and Brandon Routh. I never really um, watched that movie. I did watch Lois and Clark and I liked Dean Cain as Superman, but Henry Cavill has been it for me. So
2: it's not like we have the same connection to Tim Daly that we do Kevin Conroy either. Yeah, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Yeah, I... So, Henry Cavill's my Superman, too, and... Which is weird,
0: because after Man of Steel, I felt like you wouldn't have said you didn't...
2: Henry is not my problem with Man of Steel. That's I better. thought he embodied what I wanted to see, but, like, they... DC has made a lot of really egregious mistakes, and I feel like they keep digging themselves into a grave, because they just won't double down and stand behind something they keep throwing things away they they threw away original scripts for things because it was to this or to that and they threw away um snyder so fast and now affleck and cavill and they were not the problems at any points. like
0: no <laughs> i mean ben affleck was a little bit not his acting but like his he loves the character so much that he wanted to oversee everything about the character yeah. and make sure that it was perfect, and that delayed a lot of things. Like, the Batman, they confirmed that a long time ago, before Batman v. Superman ever came out. Well, and he, he wanted to be the director. This was his thing. He actually yeah. was going to walk away from Batman v. Superman at one point because he didn't agree with the way the script was going, and he wanted to bring, his own,
1: bring in his own scriptwriter. And he did that. And Considering how controversial BVS was, maybe he was right. Maybe. You know, I mean, maybe his concerns were warranted and he was sick of the studio not listening and that's why he backed off a bit to begin with.
2: The movie was not handled well. There are some brilliant moments in it. There are some fun moments in it, but it wasn't handled well. Neither was Justice League and neither was Suicide Squad. There's too much trying to battle each other in the films. And as a film goer, it was very obvious to me that the problem was production. The studio multiple
1: visions and mm-hmm. you know things like that for sure yeah it's it's unfortunate i absolutely loved ben affleck's batman um i'm not sure if it's my favorite but it's definitely really good it's not my favorite but it's for sure my second yeah. favorite and you know yeah he did a
0: great job the suit design was great i oh, had yeah. studios killed it with that i mean they brought in the right people for making that suit and you know, I don't know. Just about everything related to the character was good other than the
1: actual movie.
2: <laughs> Jeremy Irons and Ben Affleck are my favorite. Alfred and um, Bruce team up. And yeah, their,
1: their chemistry I thought was really good. They had
2: really um, like good kind of dad, kind of son rapport. It, it wasn't just a butler waiting on him, but it also wasn't Michael Caine telling Christian Bale to burn down the entire forest. Like, what terrible <sighs> advice for that.
1: Well, it's it's disappointing. the the outcome here is going to be you know one of two things. Either they just continue the movies without Batman and Superman, which they could do. I mean, let's face it, the MCU was built on Iron Man, who was not an A list superhero before two thousand eight. And at um, this point,
2: you know they've they've thrown their eggs into the Momoa, Gadot, and Levi basket, and they also have Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey moving forward. So. Yeah, you know, it's not like there's a ton of room for Batman and Superman in those pictures at this point.
1: No, but they could recast them. You know, um,
2: I think eventually they'll have to.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. eventually they really should just write it out and have Dick Bats come
0: in and uh, as Nightwing Batman and have it be a, a strange student of and Bruce. Supergirl. Yeah, and Supergirl, or you know, there's there's a lot of characters with the exact same powers as Superman, basically. Like, I mean, even Shazam himself could fill the physical role maybe not like superman's wisdom or whatever well that's part of know. the
1: problem right is if you lose super wonder woman is older than superman and yeah. she has plenty of wisdom she so. has to be the leader of the team if you don't have superman yeah shazam should not be the it's got to be one of the, right you can't have a 12 year old kid right being the leader we lead need a group team. of huge superheroes yeah you know and you know uh, cyborg he's, and Flash. he's
2: practically an adult that's true so
1: sorry uh, Flash and Cyborg have never really led the Justice League either, so you still have to have.
2: And they might even not be a thing either.
1: Well, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, so, so the Flash is delayed till 2021 now because Ezra Miller's busy filming uh, Fantastic Beasts. 3. They say that's the reason. I know. mean, at this point, like if that movie ever happens, I'm going to be fairly surprised. It's probably as likely as the Green Lantern Corps movie. I used to think it was more likely the Green Lantern Core movie, um, but apparently we were wrong about they should that. Just,
0: they um, should just combine those two movies and make it one movie. Well,
1: I don't know that that would work. The Flash and Green Lantern because that's never been done. Well, Green in comic Lantern core, If you do a Green Lantern core movie, then you have to have multiple Green Lanterns and some type of cosmic event, and Flash doesn't really fit in. With well, that we don't need it. Well. Then we just so, change it
0: from a Green Lantern core movie and make it a Green Lantern Flash team. I mean, that's fine.
1: Um, that would be sweet fine that's fine you wouldn't be okay with that that's fine I think it's fine
0: you just, just want Green Lantern no, no. that's all movie he,
1: no that's not what I'm saying at all I, th- I wanted him to show up in Justice League right my, my point is that, this, that I'm, I'm kind of sick of looking forward to DCEU films at this point,
0: which is weird, because you
1: are the probably the biggest DCEU fan.
2: Which I think it means he like he feels the most betrayed by them because they set out this map and they haven't followed it's through with so anything.
1: Frustrating, okay, is really what it is. Like I'm looking forward to Shazam because I love Zachary Levi. Okay, I think he's wonderful, and I will see anything that he's in. And so I'm and you're not that big that. of a Shazam fan. I'm looking forward that, but...
2: to the next three films because so far everything just looks fun. Like it looks like enjoyable pictures being made.
0: Well,
1: the the third film is the Joker. Mm. No, are you sure?
2: I'm looking forward to Aquaman, Wonder Woman 84, and Shazam. And Shazam.
1: Oh, Wonder Woman's. Like two I'm not the paying Joker, attention
2: to this weird ass 1960s maybe Joker film. Like that might
1: have yeah, the Batmobile in the it. 80s. Might have the. Said that.
2: They've said that it's the 80s. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my God! Is he going to show up in the Wonder Woman movie? That's her crossover. <laughs> Wonder Woman's gonna go uh, and pop his head off. That'll be great. God. Uh, that's my problem is I'm just I'm kind of just sick of looking for forward to these movies. Yeah. At this point. Um, now there's all these rumors that 20 minutes were cut from Aquaman and, and they have to now deny that those rumors happened and I'm sure we'll find out later that it was true for some stupid reason and you know I, whatever. If the movies come out I'll watch them. Right. That's about it for oh, me. Yeah.
2: Well. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back very shortly to discuss The Cable Guy, which is Ryan's pick for Fill Our Holes review. That's right. He's filling Derek's hole tonight.
0: Thoroughly. We'll be right back.
1: Do you like Star Trek? Because over at Red Shirts and Runabouts, part of the Heroes Podcast Network, we absolutely love Star Trek. Join us every week with me, one of your regular hosts, Gregory Bosco. As we talk about your favorite characters, your favorite movies, your favorite episodes. We even respond to some of your comments on Twitter and Facebook. At least those that are appropriate
0: for us to talk about online. Every Friday. Red Shirts and Runabouts. See you next week.
2: Let's talk about Cable Guy. Ryan, can I introduce us since this was your pick?
0: Well, this is Rachel. And this is Derek. And we're part of Screen Heroes. You're hilarious. We do a podcast oh, every Tuesday night. Come on. Uh no, no, my pick was Cable Guy because, um, well, the big part was because Derek has never seen it, and I think I've brought it up a couple times on the podcast. It's one of my favorite kind of um, undervalued comedy films from the 90s, um, and, you know, it's actors that Derek likes and subject matter that Derek likes and, you know, just a very weird way of seeing an actor we like in a role that you didn't see in it at the time. And so I thought it would be fun to see what he thought about it and uh, fill that gap in his movie knowledge or fill his hole, as you will.
2: (laughs) So what about the movie do you like?
0: I mean, that's pretty tough to narrow down. Um, You know, obviously I'm a fan of movies and TV, so there's a huge basis there. Um, Jim Carrey was somebody that really kind of morphed my sense of humor early on, my Family quoted Ace Ventura, Cable Guy. Did you ever
2: bend over and talk out of your ass?
0: Not on a regular basis, (laughs) but I mean, I do talk out of my ass (laughs) even on this podcast pretty regularly. So um, yeah, I can say that. I learned that from Ace Ventura, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It it just resonated with me a lot as a kid, and I didn't understand why people didn't go see it really um, or appreciate it. But now, as you know, watching when I watched it as an adult, I realized there. There's probably a good reason why. Um, And, you know, yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I loved it. And I still think... I do. I am a little sad that it's going to not be relevant soon. Because the references are going to be outdated. Mm -hmm. They're already a little dated, unfortunately. Um, But not for somebody like Derek. Because Derek is very familiar with older media. But, um, you know, for kids nowadays, (laughs) they would not appreciate it nearly Uh, as much as we would.
2: I think the technology is definitely not... You know, it, it... solves most of the plot issues if you have a cell phone
1: it's a 90s problem right it's not a cable guy problem it's a 90s problem if you were a tv show or a movie made in the 90s about the 90s and it wasn't some you know sci-fi fantasy thing then you probably have a plot that wouldn't really work that well today
2: well 90 percent of uh friends episodes wouldn't even occur
1: Friends and Seinfeld. Yeah, if there was a cell phone
2: involved.
0: So specifically to this movie, something I did find interesting upon rewatching it that um, maybe I didn't, I mean, I probably picked up on it before, but it felt like a new revelation to me was when he goes and takes takes him to the satellite the first time, Mm -hmm. and he, you know, goes through a spiel about, pretty soon your phone and computer and TV (laughs) will be connected. And this was in 1996, mind you, so AOL was barely a thing at that point. I like think it was 2.0, give yeah, or
1: take, back I on 3.0. Yeah, it maybe? was,
0: this was before we had our cell phones connected, or cell phones really were, they were a giant thing that you didn't have.
2: I think people take for granted that, like, just four years ago, my phone wasn't capable of doing as much as it well, is you were now, a little like... behind
0: the times, but yeah, it's,
1: uh, in general, no, <laughs> i no, was just poor. The um, no, it's it's a good point, though, right, because you think about, so 1996... We had internet at home, but my da- it was really because my dad needed it for work. It was a 256K yeah. modem, you know, and nobody could use the phone while we were connected to the internet, so it was really just for business, and it was it was AOL 2.0 at but the time. But they predicted
0: and, in this movie yeah. that our phones would be connected. Now, I don't know that they necessarily predicted that it would be done this way, specifically as, like, our real life has happened, but he was talking about playing Mortal Kombat with your friend in Vietnam, because... You couldn't really connect to the internet and play a game with somebody. That wasn't really a thing in she's You can do that now you, easily. Very, yeah, I don't know if anybody games, knows so. that. Yeah, almost yeah, every but... game that comes out, including phone games. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: it's pretty cool. So I, I did appreciate that. I thought yeah. that was pretty neat. So um, I guess we should just figure out kind of what you overall thought. Yeah, first watch. What
2: did you think?
1: So Jim Carrey is fantastic in it. He's wonderful in this. Um, Matthew Broderick's okay. He's all right. Um, I feel
2: like that's his whole life. Matthew Broderick's okay.
1: (laughs) He isn't Uh, really the main character, even though he is the main character. Well, it's it's from his point of view. Yeah. Right? But it's, you know, it's His point of view is not
2: interesting at all.
1: And it's not supposed to be. Because otherwise... That's not the point of the movie. Right. Um, I will say that I was surprised... Because looking back, since I didn't see it back when it came out, I was surprised that it was a 1996 film, because it actually feels older than that. Yeah, Um, it it just feel it feels like an early '90s movie instead of a second. Is that a
0: negative for you?
1: Not, Not a negative. It just it just doesn't. Feel as modern as some of the the other ladies later '90s films is all. Um,
2: Modern ladies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like for example, like on red shirts and runabouts. uh, Last week we we reviewed Star Trek: First Contact, another 1996 movie, and they're just very very different films, filmed in very very different ways. You know, if these two were going to be put up next to each other, and you you were to ask, you know, which year did these come out in? I would think the average person would probably assume First Contact was a more recent film than The Cable Guy, but they're not. You know, they're the same year. So I just thought it was interesting. Um, they don't really make movies like this anymore. No. Right? The scale is super small. The stakes are pretty small. Um, and I like that. It's very personal, yeah. Very personal. Because I'm, I'm a dialogue guy. Creepily personal. Well, because,
0: I mean, yes. it is it is kind of a scary, you know, thought.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? Like you <laughs> Change
2: a couple things around. It's a horror film, okay. exactly. Yes. Well,
0: that dream sequence. I mean, when when he's oh, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, I just want to hang out, Stephen. Yeah.
0: You know, green eyes and like chasing him in like a cheesy way.
1: That remind that the way that was shot reminded me of Bill and Ted a little bit. Yeah, um. I
0: think it was supposed to. I mean, almost every shot in the movie was supposed to uh, kind of make you feel like you'd seen something similar in a previous movie mm. or reference a previous movie or something. So there's a lot of that that feels like it. That's like the scene with the spiders like crawling on his face oh, when God. he's talking on the phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not, I didn't yeah. like that scene. Really? Why? Because <laughs> 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 you don't like spiders? I don't like spiders. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, I mean, the scene did what it was supposed to do, yeah. right? You're not supposed to, like, if you looked at that scene, like, oh, adorable, we, I'm not sure if we can be friends. Yeah. Um, that scene did not uh, do its job, if that's what you did. Uh, but, no, I, I, I like character-driven films. I like dialogue-driven films. And so that, that's, that's what this one is, yeah. right? So I found it really interesting. I had no idea where it was going to go, because... This is a movie that I didn't see but also didn't hear talked about very much. It's not much. popular.
0: People don't discuss it, you know.
1: So I had no idea yeah. what it was about, legitimately. Like, I knew that those two actors were in it. And, and you knew that we it.
0: had we had said some stuff, like, in, in, in our in our Trinity chat yes. uh, about it being, you know, very meta in terms of, like, our podcast doing a review of a movie that's okay. so focused on uh, how much consumption of media we have, you mm-hmm.
1: know. So. That's fair. Yeah. Um, it, I, I liked it overall. I thought it was really interesting. It's not my favorite Jim Carrey movie, um, but I really liked it. Um, I would put it pretty high on my list of Jim Carrey movies, though. I, okay. I liked it more than Dumb and Dumber. I liked it more than Ace Ventura, which is saying a lot because those um, are some pretty
0: highly regarded. Yeah. So I'm saying Jim Carrey like Carrey was... I liked
1: it. It's. I don't think that's necessarily his best work, but I really liked it.
0: So I mean, the one thing, the one reason right? that came to my mind when I wanted you to watch this movie is one I'm specific dying to scene, hear about this. which is the scene that everybody resonates with. Everybody that watch, anytime you bring up the Cable Guy to somebody, they might not remember shit about the movie, but they remember this one scene, the scene at medieval times, the
1: jousting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay.
1: The, the amok times. So scene. I need to ask Rachel <laughs> first of all, how hard
0: was he laughing during this scene? Okay. He, when they start going into the Star Trek, so references. he wasn't
1: like
2: laughing so hard. I, as soon as like he said, "Let's go to medieval times," I like grip his thigh and I'm like so excited <laughs> yeah. for him to see this. I scene. wish I could have been there. I wish I could have filmed it. He was just very. <laughs> he he was into it. He was like, <gasps> well, <'cause> I, <laughs> like you know, they reference the thing. It's, and, one, it's
1: one of those it's okay so the episode of muck time for anybody who doesn't know is one of the more iconic original series star trek episodes where kirk and spock have to fight each other and the music is incredibly iconic and it's parodied a million times over and to see it parodied again in a way that was super enjoyable and fun and different was a nice kind of refresher but i just it yeah it was great it was a really When he fun started scene. humming
0: this song, what did uh, you think?
1: <laughs> I just, I smiled, right? Like, I didn't laugh necessarily, but I really smiled. You appreciated I the reference. It, which I think is what right? a lot of
0: this movie was about. Yeah, you know, it yeah. wasn't going to make you, like, bust out laughing like a crazy person, but you appreciate, and the reference makes you smile or happy. And I think that there's a lot of that in this movie, which is weird,
1: considering it's so, so much of a dark comedy. That whole scene is really fun, because, like, so I've heard of medieval times before, but I've never been the one. I've always wanted to check one out. They're fun. It sounds fun. They
2: don't do that, they don't pull the- people from the no, audience no, I, well fight. they say in the movie
1: that that was a special yeah thing. i feel like that would open them up to a couple of lawsuits <laughs> uh and oh then uh God. you know garofalo's the waitress she's the
0: yeah, andy sp- dick is An- the guy that's andy the dick is in there or
1: so that
2: was another thing i completely forgot how many famous people were in this film jack
1: black well, was a big one another yeah. another small star trek reference andy dick was on star trek voyager the following year Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. It's
2: I mean, Owen Wilson's in it. Yeah. That threw
1: me off. That told like, when I saw that, because, like, so Ben Stiller directed, directed, this directed it and wrote it, w- and which he's in it was super weird for me, because, you know, it's like, a Ben Stiller film, I'm like, how many did he do? <laughs> but
2: um, I know of three. He
1: did Tropic Thunder, right? He did Tropic and, yeah, Thunder, and he did, did Reality
2: Brights. Yeah.
1: I had forgotten about Tropic Thunder. So my all three head, you know, of
2: those are really good. They're actually yeah, my favorite that he's ever been in. He's a pretty good in.
1: comedy director for, for those two movies. I like the bit role that he gave himself in the movie as the, as, murderer, the br- as the murderer. of the twins, yeah. That was really fun. Um, And it was interesting trying to guess how that was going to tie back into the rest of the movie. Because, I mean, they kept bringing it up. So I'm like, well, obviously this is going to somehow right. tie back in at the end. I had no idea how. And I love the way that it did with everybody having a cable outage. Yeah. Just, like, well, as I mean, straight. at
0: the time, the O.J. Simpson trial. it was a parallel to the O.J. Simpson trial
1: see that makes a lot more sense I I mean I don't
0: know exactly what year the O.J. Simpson trial was going on but I'm pretty sure that they are around the same time and that's what it was meant to parallel I like that
2: didn't the Menendez brothers weren't they on trial for killing their parents might have been it too like there was a lot of high profile crime trials that like people tuned in to watch every day yeah so I,
0: I remember more specifically, though, Jason, oh, try yeah. out the well, time, that for me,
2: huge, but everybody
0: was watching TV, uh, getting updates, you yeah, know, about there's
2: that. tons of that stuff. Like the, the little girl, um, at least the, the little girl,
1: John Ramsey. Um, Ramsey, John
2: Bonnet Ramsey. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, the 90s. Anyway. Um, we remember it so fondly, however. Right. Uh,
2: but, I mean, Bob Odenkirk plays Matthew Broderick's uh, brother, and so now he's huge.
1: Huge. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That was was one of his earlier, you know, kind of small roles. Um, it's gotta be. So the cast was really interesting. I mean, Jack Black is in it. Yeah, and very he's young so Jack Black. Young. This
0: was very early in his career. But he, I mean, he was only doing bit parts at this time. He was not a household name, but not even
1: close.
2: Kyle Gass from Tenacious D with Jack Black is yeah. also in it yeah. at the very end. He's right. the guy that picks up the book and
1: yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh can I read <laughs> in like, the middle of the book? But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
2: love when people do that. They just pick it up in the middle, like no
1: um, books don't work like that. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that because yeah, if you saw it in 1996, these actors. Actors aren't going to really mean anything because they weren't anything yet. Right. Right. But now a lot of these people are household names. They're major stars. They're some of my favorites. And so it's really cool to see really young incarnations of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Before
0: they were like anything, really. They were just trying to be actors at that mm-hmm. point. Trying to be successful.
1: I mean... It, it, this was a cool experience because it is rare to find a movie that old that I haven't seen and also hasn't been spoiled for me. That could have been me. part of your childhood, right. even, because it was right in that time frame. Absolutely. But like you talk know, like about The Goonies, I know a lot about The Goonies, but I've never seen it. The right. Cable Guy, I went into almost blind, and that made it really fun for me to... to almost, you were
0: discovering a lot of things. Yeah, it was like a
1: little time capsule. That, you know, I don't get very often. So that was cool.
0: And it's about things you love. Because you love media, movies, TV, and all that stuff. And that's 100% what it's focused on. <laughs> I totally
1: loved when he d- he g- rearranges Broderick's living room. Oh, right at the to beginning? Get the right signal. Because yeah. What about when he's, like, rubbing the wall and, like... <laughs> oh Well, that... Yeah, that guy... That, that was a little off-putting? Cause... That was a little Ace Ventura-y for me. Was it? Compared to the rest of him in the movie. Okay. um, But that just the idea of him setting it all up like that. Because, you know, they're... And I'm sure services like this still exist, right? But there was a big movement of like hiring professionals to set up your entertainment center. To optimize yeah, your screen Yeah, exactly. Your, your, your 1996 Panasonic. <laughs> you know? yeah. Or when he's like got the remote, he's like, you know, <laughs> right. setting all the settings. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I, I just thought that was really great. I thought that was really fun.
2: Huge callback. Okay, so
1: the other big
0: scene that people talk, remember from this movie is the karaoke scene. That what is think my that?
2: favorite scene.
1: That was a little weird, um, because it was kind of like, so all the the characters that show up that are like his, you know, preferred customers, um, they were all like really odd people for the most part. I think by choice. Um, Right. So it kind of reminded me of like Kramer and Seinfeld, who just like was friends with all the odd people. Yeah. Um, And then you have, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name, but he basically always plays a cop. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So it was funny seeing him, you know, because looking basically the same age I remember him looking. Yeah, because he's <laughs> always
0: looked to that age every time you see him, yeah. Uh,
1: so it was kind of a weird scene. I had a hunch. That the woman was not going to end up being just some woman that was into him. I had, right. So I, I kind of called that, um, but uh, I didn't know. I don't know what that was supposed. Not to Not a <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so we, Okay. So, <laughs> that was so if
2: creepy. this movie was made today, it probably wouldn't fly because of the stalking and that scene in particular. Yeah. Do you guys consider that like a form of assault? Like to be lied to, like having sex. Wow, we're getting deep and, on this one. A little bit. Like I. There are a lot of gray areas for this kind of stuff. Like, is it? it it's definitely not appropriate to not. No, it, it was not but, a cool
1: thing for 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 him to do. I don't think I, would I think call it, I don't assault. think it wasn't ninety six either because no. it's,
0: that's the whole point of the scene.
1: I mean, look, again, this this goes back to kind of a a sex thing too, right? Because if it was the other way around right and broderick was a a woman character and the prostitute was a guy it would probably have a more negative connotation right but you know it movies tend to keep the old stereotypical frat guy kind of mentality where it's you know i'm not even saying that she did something wrong she may not even know i mean like no i'm saying yeah
0: she didn't do anything wrong No, i I'm, I mean, I never really thought that much about the scene, but I think that the whole inap- this.
2: Like... inappropriateness
0: of it was part of the the whole point of it. So, I mean, is it assault? Probably. I mean, they're both consenting adults. Um, if he was worried about, you know, catching a venereal disease or something, then he, he a, a normal person, if they're concerned about that, would and that ask
1: or that's take the precaution key, right? against it. It wasn't like he thought it was his ex. Right. Right. Or something like that. It was this woman. She is this woman. He wanted to sleep with this woman and he did. He's not happy that she wasn't really into him. Yeah. That's what he's really mad about. And so that kind of takes any power out of it being an assault thing anyway, because he's not actually mad about that. He's upset that it's kind of a bruise to his ego that she was really paid for. That's the only reason she slept with him. Right. Right. That's a different I also thought thing. there was
2: probably a morality thing about it. Like we're still, it's 2018 and people still have hangups on sex
1: work. Yeah. See, so. but I, and, and I don't. Like if you're a single person or you're in a relationship where your partner is okay with that and then fine, whatever you want to do. Like I don't have a moral problem with that. So that's not going to be an issue for me. Uh, it's supposed to be weird because they have a whole argument about yeah. it at breakfast, right? Scrambled
0: eggs, <laughs> right? Yeah. The, I the, love the way the... you said that. My my <laughs> mom after that movie came out always called. I said she made scrambled eggs. That's cute. Yeah, we had a lot of those things when I was watching this movie. I realized how many of the things from my childhood that we quoted and like used as general sayings in my household were from this specific movie. It's so weird.
1: <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah. Um. No. I, yeah. It, but it goes back to the whole point. Is like it wasn't the right thing to do to lie about it. Right. If you want to buy your friend a prostitute, then you tell them that's what you're doing. And if they're still okay with it, great. Right. But it was the dishonesty. That's the problem. But for him, that
0: was uh, was obviously something that he'd done with somebody in the past and had a relationship where they did this. You buy next time. I buy next time. And so in his mind, it was fine. He obviously has some sort of social disorders going on, whatever they may be. Um, So, you know, yeah.
2: So another thing we discussed right after the film is because of the way the movie ends of this movie were to be made now, it would immediately like that would set it up for a sequel. It wouldn't just be a standalone film and you just kind of imagine how this guy's life goes on after this. Like it it is a sequel. We would see it in yeah, one it to two a, years later. Guy universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: not
1: wrong. Wars. Like you're
2: not far <laughs> off from that. It's true.
1: Um, But,
0: yeah, I think when this came out and when it ended that way, I don't think they were gunning for a sequel at all. But, yeah, (laughs) if you see that nowadays, you could easily go, oh, when did Cable Guy 2 come out? Right.
1: See, for me, the ending was less to set up a sequel and more just to show that... He's really nuts, and he's just going to latch onto the next person. Exactly, and that was friendly. the
2: whole point right. so, in '96. That's what, that's what people were thinking. Yeah, they didn't think
0: there was going to be a sequel. I'm
2: just saying that now, a, a scene like that at the end of a film means they're trying to get a sequel.
0: It would have been a post-credit exactly. scene. <laughs>
1: yes, it would have been a. You're absolutely right. It would have. You would have had the nice ending. Go to credits and then at the end of the credits it would cut to the helicopter, right? Yeah. Like that's what it would be. Yeah. If this was a Marvel movie, right? Like that's exactly Any what it would
2: movie, are. any movie would be um, a post credit scene. Now. Yeah, then
1: there'd be the post post credit scene where Matthew Broderick gets home and his cable doesn't work or something right. like that.
2: <laughs> a tree masturbated in his room. Or like
1: no, I get I got it. He's at home and there's a pamphlet that slides out the door and it's for satellite. Oh, I thought it might be from Korg. Uh, Trying to recruit him. <laughs> cute. Cute.
2: Paper beats Only
1: if Disney owns the rights to the movie. Right. I, I, sure. the yeah, exactly. I don't know. I didn't look in the production. Is he
2: incorporating cable guy next? Is that
1: it? I don't know who... Pro- He's going to defeat Thanos. I'm curious. Oh. Who.
2: He is actually Squirrel Girl. Right. This whole okay. time. I'm okay with
1: that. Jim Jim Carrey can be Squirrel Girl. I'm all there's right with it. I mean, there's, worse, there's a worse casting choice out there, I'm sure. Did you look, at,
0: did you like the fight scene? with Well, not really fight scene. The scene Jimmy with Owen scene. Wilson uh, in the bathroom.
2: God, that's so bad to watch Owen Wilson get his ass kicked. But then so
0: he out. almost laughs. Yeah. He so when he's like getting his face powdered,
1: he's doing the hair thing. He like is this close to losing it, and you can tell it was a little Jimmy Fallon there right. for a minute. Uh, it's a funny scene because they do set him up as a total ass yeah. first, right? So that sounds
0: like you need to come down and refuel. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, come on, say a worse line than that. You
1: can't, you can't, because that's as bad as it gets. He's planted in there to just act like a total dick, and then... He does the it. Up. In I mean, like yeah.
2: five minutes, the span of five minutes, he doesn't say one nice thing out of his mouth. Nope. Like, he's mo- rude to the wait staff, and you know, that's a huge thing, is if you go on a date and they're rude to the wait staff, you don't date them anymore, and... Gosh, it, it was insane. So, like, you kind of want him to get his ass kicked, but right. I remember that being much more violent when I was a kid for some reason. Like, <laughs> I thought that was a much bigger ass beating, and I'm watching this, and it gets, like, powdered. Yeah, at he doesn't it.
0: really get that uh, hurt that bad. Like, like,
2: why did he keep his mouth on there? He wasn't holding his head on that dryer. Like, right, he could right. have spit
1: that out. Like, or he could what? have just close his mouth. Like. <laughs> right?
0: like, I think
1: you've just been desensitized to violence <laughs> in, in the 21st century. Is.
0: Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't snapping his fingers and
1: making half of Owen Wilson disappear.
2: John Wick would have handled that differently. That's all I'm John saying. John Wick
1: <laughs> The I'm cable saying. guy versus John Wick. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, oh, my that'd God. Be weird. <laughs> uh, um, trying to think if there's anything else to, to touch on. I, it was interesting. I am curious. The cable van that he has looked a lot like the dog van and in Dumb and, Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. And I'm wondering if it was the same van. It might have been, yeah. I really think it might be. Yeah. I, I'm pretty confident in that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But well, I know that actual dog van still exists. So they didn't repurpose it after that. Okay.
0: For anything else, so it's possible they used it for this movie. Repurposed it, it into a dog van, and then that is how it's lived its life.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was fun. It was a fun movie. This was uh, something that. You know, I missed. And so that's why we're doing these, these fill-our-hole reviews, to yeah. hopefully find some stuff that... that and I feel like. like
0: we found a gem on this one. Derek this f- seems genuinely enchanted by like this it. movie. <laughs>
1: enchanted. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. Enchanted is the right... I don't know. Well,
0: you were maybe when you were but watching it. It was you felt, fun. like you said, a time capsule. And there's something about making you feel like you're back in in your childhood years, you know. And obviously it did some of that for you, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. I liked it. If you haven't seen it, definitely... Of course, now that you know the whole movie, it's definitely yeah. worth seeing. Um, but it was cool. I yeah, it. enjoy it for the nostalgia while the nostalgia is still nostalgia
0: and not just, like, really old crap. <laughs> yeah, My Three Sons references don't get a lot of laughs these days. And, it right, wasn't a with good show then. Like. <laughs> you know, all these other shows. That's actually what gave it away when I was first watching the movie as a kid, because I used to watch Bewitched. Witch. Darren Stevens. And Larry Tate, actually, I think was the one that gave it away yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, Because he actually says Larry Tate before. He does. uh, Darren Stevens. But, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of Bewitched. And so that gave it away. Because I didn't know Chip Douglas was I didn't watch My Three Sons. So that was when I was like, okay, he's stealing... TV character names.
1: Right. Things. Which I thought was cool. Like, I liked that. It was perfectly in character with who they had created here, yeah. right? So I thought that that was, that made perfect sense. I did like the flashback to his childhood, the idea of the TV being the babysitter, right? Because that's actually a sociological yep. thing that has been talked about. And in the
0: 90s and 80s, that was a thing. Like, Absolutely. Like, that happened, yeah.
1: Um, and, and earlier, I mean, our, our parents generation dealt with that a lot because the TV was a relatively new thing and parents could just put their kids in front of the TV yep. while they went and did stuff. And so I liked that, that that was part of his character's background.
0: Did you like when he got punched and lost his uh, lisp for a second? And then it uh, <laughs> got punched again and it came back?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, that's something that's, you know they've done in movies since then. Yeah. Um, and so that was pretty funny to, to see that. I thought that was good. Um, I mean, look, it's a very uh, physical role. You know, and Jim Carrey... Yeah, at least he used to be the king of that. Yeah. Right? That was his thing. That's what made him. And I think the a medieval times
0: scene was the peak of that in this movie, the peak yeah. of the physical comedy for me. Absolutely. Although there was a lot of stuff happening in that last scene, too. Although I, he abducted her with a staple gun. Like,. You know, he I've had a ha- staple gun. That's I've, what he was holding to her head. I
2: like, had, like, a, it wasn't a, an industrial one. It was a normal staple gun. I've had those staples go through my skin. I think I'd just take the one to my head. It doesn't head. feel
0: good? Like, I mean, right, I'm sure like the industrial one <laughs> wouldn't feel
1: great. Well, but. I'm
2: sure that one would actually, like, hurt you. It may even, like, go through a couple layers there. But I think, like, a regular paper one, I'd just take it and, yeah.
1: like, leave. I don't think I would be opposite. But when a he's like hostage. shooting staples
0: at him, it's like okay, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah,
1: like, part of me at first I thought, well, maybe it was due to like getting a certain rating. But it's rated PG thirteen, so they weren't trying to go for a PG rating. I think they were making it kind of ridiculous. You know, maybe that was what it was that like there was no real danger at the end yeah. of the day because he's he doesn't really want to hurt. And I don't anybody. think he
0: abducted her. I think he like convinced her to go with him like internally. initially, initially to yeah. go see this thing. But then it was like oh, Steven's coming, and, you know... Yeah. Then it was forced, obviously. Well, that was the
1: thing. He puts on the show. That's what it's about, because like, it happens in the movies. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more of just like that... And see, I think he even references it, like how this is like... It's like a real movie, right. right? He even, like, says a line like that. And that's the point. I don't think he really wants to hurt anybody, but he wants to live out these fantasies that he spent his entire life watching. Gotta kill the babysitter. So, right. Like he says at the very end. Yeah.
0: Yeah, did you think the spike was gonna be through him? I assumed if it was, they weren't going to show it. Jim Carrey actually fought to have the, the spike go through him. He wanted that to be really the end of Chip Douglas, Larry Tate, whatever his name was, uh, Ricky Ricardo.
1: But then you get the big post credit scene, you know, right. where Nick Fury walks out and... <laughs> yeah. You need somebody with your particular set of skills. The cable's out at Avengers Die. Right. Um, I believe it. I liked it, though. I thought it was fun. The climax was fun. It was very... It reminded me of a lot of movies of that era, right? Like, you had, um, you know, Kindergarten Cop, where they're climbing up the big electrical thing right. at the end and stuff like that. It just... It felt very tropey, but that's the whole point. Right. Right? The whole point is his character is just built on all of these media tropes. Yeah. So it just, it all felt really Even, ironic. like, the
0: basketball scene is, I mean, any basketball movie you see the in the 90s, you see the backboard shatter when somebody <laughs> slams dunks and, like, doing all this crazy crap. Although, like, the scene where he's trying to stretch out it, don't want to pull a hammy. He's doing right, the, yeah, the, the wind, wind sprints.
1: sprints. <laughs> yeah part of it was like i bet he just said he would do that as a joke and they just thought it was a good idea (laughs) the uh
0: scene in medieval times when he's putting the chicken when he asks for his skin and he puts it on his face that was all improvised when you see matthew Broderick just busting up (laughs) laughing that was because he just improvised that on the spot and that just shows you that jim carrey is and especially in the 90s was just a force to be reckoned with oh yeah but it's not what people wanted from jim carrey at the time Um, You know, they wanted Ace Ventura, they didn't want something that they couldn't take their kids to see, really. And
2: he had to really fight to get out of that. Like, he still had to do some really dumb stuff before he got to stretch his skills on uh truman show and man on the moon
1: yeah and that's where you get eternal to Stone. shine he on that too. yeah absolutely and truman show is my favorite jim carrey like, movie i think the, it's his the best truman show
2: was the the turning point because it was still a comedy and it, it changed the course of his career because after that yeah eternal sunshine came man on the moon number 23 the majestic oh, like man. all these more serious dramatic films came and uh it, it totally changed who he was kick ass
1: too right i mean it, it, those he actually movies, did have a big transformation right that yeah those movies show that he he wasn't just a physical comedy actor right he could really had he had a big range yeah you know um and i mean the number 23 may not be the best horror movie ever written but his performance is pretty stellar in it yeah um you know he broke so.
2: typecasting good for him yeah All right, I think that's going to really finish us up for tonight. I hope you guys enjoy The Cable Guy as much as we did. Uh, You can join us next week for our DCEU. We are going to write Shazam. This is kind of a first for us because so far we have rewritten two films and we have uh, created a new film, and now we're going to write a film that's in production that's almost done and ready to go. So... You know we're gonna try and guess the future here. So,
1: yeah. So we 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 started with Man of Steel. We wrote Man of Steel and BVS, and that Mm -hmm. took us in a different direction. So we wrote Justice League Dark.
2: Yes. And and that took us to Shazam.
1: It did. So this is our own DC Universe. It was originally a DCEU rewrite, but now I don't know. We need a name for it. It's kind of becoming. I've been calling
2: it our DCEU instead of we
1: rewrite it. Fill DC's holes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll be doing that next week. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, anything else, guys?
2: I don't think so. I think we should sign up. some stuff and... to plug. Yeah. I'm so
1: sure we do. Well, yeah. so Ray, you're plug the, ourselves. yours is the next Fill Our Holes review, right? Yes. And you get to pick the next one. I've
2: already had, um, I I have a couple options. I think I know what I'm going with, but okay. uh, we have a few months. I'm going to give us a break on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. we don't have My to goodness. worry about it. Okay.
1: Right. Well, well, we've done three now. So Ray picked Hero. That was our first one. Then mm-hmm. I picked the 1960 uh, The Time Machine. And then, of course, tonight's The Cable Guy. So 1996. I and mean, November and
0: December are very busy months for movie releases.
1: So, Tons of yeah, um, we, you know, we're, we're pretty packed
0: out on those we're anyway. We're doing so. the
2: Daredevil thing. So, I. Oh, yeah, actually, that comes
0: out on Friday, right? So, yeah.
2: Geez. So, I don't think that I am. Putting another one of these on the schedule until january because wow, okay. of that reason okay but it gives cool. you guys time to watch what i picked yeah i what i picked is on netflix so it'll be easy for everybody
1: to well if you like these fill our holes reviews let us know and let us know if there's any movies out there that you want to uh, have added oh
2: new idea our patrons can have a uh, fill our holes
1: oh Actually, you know
0: what's funny is I just brought that up to Doc Rav uh, That's a good idea. earlier this week. Because he, he mentioned, I want, really want you to watch what, this movie. And I was like, well, you know, we should do that. And I forgot to mention it to you guys. But he oh. can
1: verify next time he's in chat that I did bring it up to him earlier this week. Yeah, so we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Heroes Podcast. We launched in August our uh, exclusive patron uh, patron lounge on slack so if you're uh, part of our patreon there's a tier that gets you into that it's got all of the hosts on the heroes podcast network and you can talk about whatever you want as long as you're nice and not a jerk about it. it does not have to do with the shows you can just talk nerd pop culture whatever you want um, and so uh, you should check that out and this is a great idea I like this I think we will add this as one of the perks to patreon if you hit hit one of our tiers then we'll, we'll let you uh, pick a fill our holes review I think that's a good idea I like yeah. that Um, but you can also find our show uh, at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. We do this live Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 central on Twitch, so you can chat with us. We had a few people in chat tonight, so thank you to everybody who joined us for that. Um, Where can people find you guys? Buster Props, Facebook and Instagram, and
0: I guess Twitter too, but I don't really ever look at it, so good luck.
2: I tag him in all kinds of stuff. I don't. Uh, I'm Siren Ray. I am a cosplayer. I am a podcaster and I uh, share movie reviews and trash talk.
1: And I am the Star Trek dude. I also host Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is our uh, Star Trek podcast on the Heroes Podcast Network. And Ray has been on the last couple of episodes and will be on at least a couple of more here as we're reviewing the TNG era films. So if you're interested in that, go check out that at Red Shirts Pod. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.